The FT. Dilma Rousseff's second term in office as Brazil's president has had a shaky start, with a barrage of corruption allegations fueling discontent over the country's economic woes. She's facing revolt from politicians in Congress over her rule, and there have been allegations from a senior businessman that he made illegal donations to her 2014 election campaign. There's even talk of impeachment. I'm Fiona Simon, and on the line with me to discuss how bad things are is Joe Leahy, our Brazil bureau chief. Hi, Joe. What are the allegations against the president, and how has she reacted? Well, the president is facing、um, a broad range of allegations. Really, one is the one that you mentioned about allegations that she received donations for her 2014 election campaign that were derived from effectively bribes. So. Businessmen paid bribes to her party, and this money found its way into the campaign. So that's one allegation. Another one is that she broke Brazil's fiscal responsibility law in her management of the budget last year, and this is from doing all sorts of sort of manoeuvres with public funds to try to pump up the economy ahead of the election, so that Brazil would have a little bit of economic growth and there would be a feel-good factor going into the election, which was in October. The third major front that her opponents are pushing. Is a vast corruption scandal that's going on at state-owned petrol company Petrobras, and Miss Rousseff was the head of Petrobras between 2003 and 2010, and that's when a lot of these allegations of wrongdoing took place.、Uh, so her opponents are vigorously looking around to try and find whether or not there's something from that scandal that they can pin on her as well. I think this week saw the first convictions in the Petrobras scandal. Of the three serious issues that she faces. Are the corruption scandals the worst problem? Yes, the corruption scandal is definitely the malignant cancer, if you like, that's sucking away the life out of her presidency. These convictions were of executives from a very large construction company. They were once among the most senior and most respected business people in Brazil, and now they're behind bars. So this is a very, a very serious、um, development, not only for her but for Brazil, to see such senior businessmen. Finally, being convicted of corruption—something that's rarely happened in Brazil, especially where they're actually going behind bars—that's something very rare. The public blames、um, Rousseff to some extent for the corruption scandal. The only complication from the perspective of her opponents is that even though she was the head of Petrobras during that period, there's nothing really to link her directly to the corruption. So. There's no suggestion that she personally benefited from the funds and from the bribery and the kickbacks that came out of the scandal. What she did benefit from, if the allegations are true, is that some of these funds may have found their way into the election campaigns for her party, the Workers' Party, the PT. Does she still have enough backing in Congress to get things done? She is struggling in Congress at the moment because of a few things. The main one is the fact that some of, a lot of, in fact, the congressmen. By some counts, almost one in ten are on a list of people who are accused of involvement in the scandal. Now, what that means is, these politicians who are in Congress and who are facing possible indictment in the scandal are becoming desperate, and they want protection from Rousseff. They want Rousseff to do something to stop the scandal moving in their direction. So, what we're seeing is some of these people are causing a lot of problems for her with her legislation. The most important legislation that she's trying to get through is a fiscal adjustment to try and get Brazil's finances back on track. Now, we have two prominent politicians who are involved in the scandal, or have been at least named. One is the head of the lower house, Eduardo Cunha, and the head of the Senate, Henan Calheiros. 
Now, these two are very powerful, influential figures in the Congress. They're also members of her ruling coalition, and she needs their support if she's going to get the fiscal adjustment done. And at the moment, she's facing an open revolt from at least one of them as investigators move closer to him, and that's Eduardo Cunha, the head of the lower house. How strong is the public discontent with the government? President Rousseff has probably the lowest approval ratings of almost any president in the modern democratic era of Brazilian politics. So since the dictatorship ended in around the early 80s, 84, her popularity has completely plummeted. It's a remarkable fall when you consider that she won an election only in October, and now she has these horrific ratings. Brazil's in a classic recession. It's a cyclical recession caused by the end of the commodities boom and the end of a credit boom. She has to take some of the blame because she embarked on a huge fiscal stimulus program that didn't yield results. But it's not the kind of emerging market crisis that you've had in the past in Brazil. It's not a balance of payments crisis. Brazil is not broke. It seems to be more of a cyclical crisis. So it's remarkable that her ratings are so low. Some people blame the Petrobras crisis. Others blame the fact that Brazilians no longer want to see their standard of living dropping. Aspirations have grown and people are not going to tolerate any more bad governance. So do you think there's a real danger that she could be impeached? At the moment, the odds of impeachment are still in her favour. That is, that she probably will not be impeached if you go by the odds. Some of the analysts say that she has a 30% chance of being impeached. If you look at the other side of the coin, however, that's an almost one in three chance, which is a fairly high probability when you consider that Brazil is a presidential democracy and the barriers to entry for impeachment are very high. It's a very high um, hurdle. What has to happen is, firstly, there has to be a legal basis for her impeachment, and that's difficult. She has to be found to have done something wrong in relation to her current mandate. And then Congress has to embark on a political process in order to impeach her. At the moment, the balance of forces in Congress are probably against that. Her coalition allies would probably rather see her take the fall for the bad economy and for Petrobras, rather than trying to take her place and then having to deal with these problems. The opposition as well probably has mixed feelings about impeachment because that could bring her vice president, Michel Temer, into power. And he is from one of her coalition partners and that would not suit the opposition. But having said all of that, with her popularity this low and with the Petrobras scandal continuing to expand, it's a very unpredictable situation and she is extremely vulnerable. What does this, all the corruption scandals and the way that they've come out now, what does it say about the political culture in Brazil at the moment? And could it in fact be a good sign that these things are coming into the open? We are facing an unprecedented moment in the institutionalisation, if you like, of governance in Brazil. We've never seen this sort of investigation. It started off with a team of federal police and a judge in the southern state of Paraná, the city of Curitiba, which, you know, is not the sort of place you would normally expect this kind of thing to start. And this judge began pursuing a few criminals and it expanded as he sort of followed the networks. He followed the money, if you like, and he uh, eventually began pursuing all of the actors in this Petrobras scandal, which is taking him to the highest authorities in the land. People think that this is a very disruptive process. It's bad for the economy in the short term. It's frozen the oil and gas industry, which is one of Brazil's most important ones. But in the long term, people are hopeful that this is actually a sign that Brazil's institutions are becoming more independent and that they're becoming embedded in its democracy. The fact that someone, a judge in a, in a southern state, can conduct this inquiry against the most powerful people in the land 
and it seems that no politician, no matter how powerful, is able to stop him. People see as a sign that Brazil's institutions are strengthening. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.